0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have learned how it was said, You must love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say this to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In this way you will be sons of your Father in heaven, for he causes his sun to rise on bad men as well as good, and his rain to fall on honest and dishonest men alike. For if you love those who love you, what right have you to claim any credit? Even the tax collectors do as much, do they not? And you will save your greetings for your brothers. Are you doing anything exceptional? Even the pagans do as much, do they not? You must therefore be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. We come to the last of the six examples that Jesus gave as illustrations of how he brings the teaching of the law to a higher and more perfect standard. He tells us to do something that seems ludicrous, to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. How can we be asked to do such an outrageous thing? To understand what Jesus is saying, we need to clarify two words, love and enemies. Who are our enemies? They can either be the people that we are hostile towards or the people who are hostile to us. They are persons whom we truly dislike hate, or despise. These are enemies. They are the ones whom we are called to love. What does love mean here? The word that the Gospel uses is a verb from the noun agape. and agape is a unilateral way of loving by which irrespective of the actions or the attitudes of another person, I desire their well-being. It is the love which God extends to every one of his creatures irrespective of how they respond to him. According to Pope Emeritus Benedict, to love someone is to desire that person's good and to take effective steps to secure it. Therefore, it is crucial to understand that love is not simply a feeling, but it is a decision, an act of the will. In essence, to love is to have the other person's total welfare at heart, it is to will them good in all things and evil in none. The point is that Christ did not command us to like our enemies. He cannot. Liking is a feeling which cannot be commanded. But he does command us to exercise our freedom, to decide to do good for others, even though we have little affection for them. There is no denying that for many of us, all of all the teachings of Jesus, The mandate to love our enemies is the one most difficult to live out. Jesus gives us a commandment, not a suggestion. Love for our enemies is not an ideal, but rather a way of life. And we cannot consider ourselves authentic disciples of Jesus unless we truly love our enemies. Thus, the real litmus test of a Christian is not the number of hours he spends in prayer, nor the amount of money he gives to the poor. It will be found in this simple yet tremendously challenging commandment. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Today we have visited the lands which were once evangelized and administered by two great saints, St. Cuthbert and St. Bede. Although they lived two centuries apart, their remains were eventually buried in the same tomb. Durham Cathedral until their graves were desecrated during the English Reformation. Miraculously, the relics of both Cuthbert and Bede survived despite this desecration, which makes venerating their tombs not a worthless exercise. What we know of Cuthbert comes from the writings of the great scribe and historian Saint Bede. Cuthbert was a monk and abbot a hermit and bishop, and was responsible for laying monastic foundations of the holy island on Lindisfarne. In fact, St. Bede wrote both a verse and a prose life of Cuthbert. The latter has been described as perhaps the most popular saint in England prior to the death of St. Thomas Becket in 1170. Just as St. John the Baptist acted as a bridge between the Old and the New Covenant, St. Cuthbert had also navigated the Church in a transition from the old Celtic form of Christianity to the Roman way with the influx of missionaries from Rome. St. Bede is considered to be the father of English history. His most famous work, Ecclesiastical History of the English People, is a source vital to the history of the conversion to Christianity of the Anglo-Saxon tribes. The standard practice of dating from the date of birth of our Lord, Anno Domini, A.D., and before Christ, B.C., was the result of the popularity of this historical chronicle. During his lifetime and throughout the Middle Ages, Bede's reputation was based mainly on the scriptural commentaries, copies of which found in their way to many of the monastic libraries of Western Europe. As we continue our pilgrimage to Walsingham to visit England's Nazareth, let us turn to these two great English saints and ask for their intercession for the people of England, for a revival of faith and a renewal of the local church, that one day England will be restored to its great dignity as Mary's dowry. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.